welcome to the Uncomfortable Reality Podcast Show, and thanks for tuning in. This is a show shattering the norms and bringing real talk and critical thinking with a common sense approach on life, politics, religion, and social issues. And now here's your host, Randall. Hello, hello, fam. What's up? And welcome. Welcome to the Uncomfortable Reality Podcast Show. I am your host, Randall. And first off, let me say you, welcome back. Welcome back, family, and it's good to be back. And for my new listeners, uh, we had a week off, and now we're going to get back on track and start talking about those things that make us uncomfortable. (laughs) So, on today's show, we'll be discussing race and rule. And does that rule go in turns? Let's go. Does God give rule in turns? Now, those that know me know I'm I'm (laughs) anti-religion. But we have bashed Christianity pretty much on every episode. Well, today I'm here to give my Christian followers some talking points and some love. (laughs) Gotta show them some love too, y'all, I do. So, does God give rule in turns is the question. See, I believe every nationality or color, however you want to frame it, has had a turn in ruling, so to speak. If you recall back on episode one, we were discussing demographics and how they shape your entire existence. Well, it kind of goes hand in hand with today's show when and where you were born. Being a person of color, if you were born during the 17th century till what, today, 21st century, well, all you know is the white man and the evil done by a vast majority of white people. But the uncomfortable reality of it is every race has been involved in evil doing and has had a period of being on top. It is said that God gives rule and power in turns. Just how long has America or the man been in power? Hmm? Well, technically 246 years. Yep, that's it. Just 246 years. And when compared to other empires and dynasties, that is a very short time. The Chinese dynasty lasted over 2,000 years. The Ethiopian empire lasted 665 years. The Moors, the Moors had a 700-year reign. And the Spanish empire was one of the largest in history. You see... My thoughts are, everyone has had their time to rule. And during their rule, whoever was in power misused that power, and we had atrocities and evil within all races. I'll give you an example. We like to honor our past kings and queens and 
placed him kind of on a pedestal as if they were free from any evil and wrongdoing. Take Shaka Zulu, founder of the Zulu Kingdom and one of the most influential monarchs of the Zulu. This guy reorganized the military into a hell of a force and rarely allowed Europeans permission into Zulu territory. But what we don't talk about is how he came to power. By killing his younger brother? Or when his mother Nandi died, he ordered a mass outpouring of grief, along with mass executions and the killing of all pregnant women and their husbands. Sounds pretty damn evil, huh? <laughs> and how about the Ottoman Empire, which lasted more than 600 years? Well, prior to falling, during the Arab Revolt, they committed mass genocide against the Armenians, Assyrians, and the Greeks. Sounds pretty evil, huh? I think, <laughs> I think I may have cracked the code of whiteness, by the way. I really do. <laughs> what do the racists always say if we bring up slavery? Get over it. That was a long time ago, right? And then what they say? Well, what I think they are saying is, it was our time and we did what we had to do to conquer and win. I truly believe that is in their mindset and what they truly believe. I, I, I really do. I really think they really believe that. Now, for our Christian brothers and sisters, I'm not well versed when it comes to the Bible. So you're going to have to bear with me <laughs> and feel free to correct me if my understanding is off track. But looking into Genesis 15 and 13. God did say to Abraham, your seed will be a stranger in the land and will serve 400 years. Are we the lost sheep of Israel? It's peeps out there who say, yes, we are. And in the uh, book of Daniel, it talks about a people being stripped of their names and language and taught the language of the Chaldeans, they will rise up after their servitude. Our 400 years are up. Is it our time to rise? Hmm? Again, I'm not well versed in the Bible or religion, but it's a prophecy to pay attention to. Now, we're about to get deep into this power thing and shed light on who, what, where the power truly lies. I want y'all to research all of this, please, and pass it on. It'll give you a better understanding of America and the world. I, I started out on empires and dynasties, so you could, you could kind of start connecting the dots on a lot of world history and where evil really comes from. Our founding fathers 
when writing up the Constitution, understood, to stay away from international banks and that only Congress can print money and control the purse. Thomas Jefferson had once stated that international banks are far worse than any army and can destroy democracy. Okay. International bankers. Hmm. That's where your power, your influence on politics, that's where it all comes from. Presidents, congressmen, kings, prime ministers, whatever head of state you want to come up with, will little to no power. International bankers or banks control basically everything in a country. You see, the government gets money from taxes, right? But it's not enough to really cover their net, so to speak. You know, when they're balancing their budget and all that stuff. So they borrow money from these international banks and the banks get collateral from the governments or kings in the form of sovereignty and influence in government. And if that government or king gets too out of hand, these banks, they will finance the rival. And if there is no rival, well, they create one. These bankers have no loyalty to anyone. As a matter of fact, they are known to loan money and charge interest to both sides of a conflict. And when one side prevails, they pretty much take over the losing side. And if the interest and money is not paid back, they take control of the natural resources of that country. Now, get your pens and paper out. <laughs> We're about to name names. And it's just something for you to research what I'm saying, okay? You know, when you go deep, folks that don't understand call you a conspiracy theorist or crazy. <laughs> but I want you I want you to write this down and research it, okay? I don't want you to think Randall is just that old that old crackpot, that old conspiracy theorist that's just up here ratting and raving. I want you to research this and and check it out. It gets real deep, fam. It gets real deep. Okay? Okay, first up, we have Meyer Rothschild. Meyer, M-A-Y-E-R, Rothschild. A Jewish powerful banker who not only financed the North in the Civil War, that's right. But also finance Hitler in Germany. Yep, a Jew helped Hitler. Think about that for a minute. Again, these powerful bankers have no loyalty and are as ruthless as they come. Now, Meyer had five sons. 
and he sent his five sons to five countries, England, Austria, Italy, France, and one stayed with the father in Germany. Now, these sons went out to these countries and began setting up shop pretty much for what we know now as the international or central banks. These banks control interest rates, inflation, deflation, recession, or economic boom. Again, everything. So, Rothschild financed the North in the Civil War. And the banker who financed the South, get your pens ready. A guy named Emil Erlanger. Erlanger and Company. Emil Erlanger, E-M-I-L-E. Erlanger. Who also, also was a relative of, that's right, Meyer Rothschild. This thing is deep, fam. I mean deep. It's deeper than race. Deeper than Republican or Democrat. And when you start seeing in America what it is, the business, you begin to, that's right, unpack. Now, I finish up on something in America that changed us forever and set us on a course to fall. Get your pins out. <laughs> in the year 1913, four things coincidentally took place. We had the IRS, the FBI, the Anti-Defamation League, and the Federal Reserve come into existence. There's a book. The title of that book is None Dare Call a Conspiracy. None Dare Call a Conspiracy by Gary Allen and Mr. Abraham. So these names we about to drop now, they're in this book. And when you check this book out, research it. I mean, it gets deep, fam. It gets really deep. Okay? So, now, we have two German Jews. Paul and Felix Warburg. International bankers. That's right. They hung out with, with a senator. Okay? They kind of wined and dined him and hung out with him for two years. That senator was named Nelson Aldrich. Now, Nelson was also kin to the Rockefellers. Now, Senator Aldrich, he helped push through the Federal Reserve Act. That was pushed through December 22nd, 1913. You see, most Americans have no idea that the Federal Reserve is a privately owned bank and answers to nobody. Again, 
they dictate interest rates, inflation, deflation, recession, and economic boom. Everything. They are not, the federal government has no, no hand in the Federal Reserve. They are privately, private banking. America does not control that money. Okay? So, in closing, we can look at race, we can look at political parties, but I truly believe we are looking in the wrong place. And that, my peeps, is the uncomfortable reality of America. Now, we had a little break, but we are gearing up to start going live. That's right. We are going to go live. And we're going to have the phone lines where you can call in. You can comment, complain, rant, rave. You know, hey, you'll be able to say, hey, Randall, I think you were wrong in this area. Randall, I'm feeling that. Or I'm not feeling this. I mean, we're going to go live, and I hope you guys stick with me and continue to tune in, okay? So, I thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you next week.